All right, episode three. We're here with the boy Nakai. Say what's up, man. Yo, man, how's it going? Good. I'm excited you're here, man. Third guest. It feels good, man, to have you. Thanks for having me on the show. We have a wide range of things to talk about, but first, I want to ask you: Do you like the setup, man? Do you like it? I think it's uh, simple but sweet. It gets a job done. I like the audio. It sounds awesome from what I've seen. The quality is honestly kind of what I would imagine from a podcast. Not nothing too flashy, but what gets the job done, and you can audio quality just visuals everything just works with what you're looking for yeah dude i appreciate that yo what's up guys sorry to interrupt the pod we were having some technical difficulties with this episode the video was just stopping if you're wondering why i'm so tired i'll show you 6 a.m the damn morning you know we're up we're on the grind anyways doesn't matter we're talking about golf doesn't matter enjoy the vid we're cutting bye we're talking about golf Golf, yeah. We're, talk, we're, talking about, we're talking about Elspin White, how he fell down this. Uh, he slid down like a, like a character who slipped on a banana, you could say. Oh, yeah, the cartoon character yeah, like slipping was, on a banana. You know, and, <laughs> and slammed. And, oh, my gosh, it was the funniest thing because it's only Espen White to golf in the slides. Yeah, slides are an interesting choice. I would say I've seen some guy golf in, like, you know, sandals, strapped sandals, and but know. his heels tucked in. You know, it's just a hot day. Just, but, yeah, slides are... A, a, a rookie mistake for golfing. I mean, especially on a. I imagine it was a little bit of like a, a wetter day out there. Oh yeah, it? his socks were definitely soaked. Yeah, okay. yeah. He found out. I think after that, I don't know if you'd go golfing in slides again. Yeah, but but in golf in general, you go a lot, right? Before even coming here, you just went. I did. I did. I was mm-hmm. I was thinking of something to do, and I was a little bit uh you know tired of packing up and getting ready for college, and I was like, I'm gonna go for a round of golf before I go head to Coles and that's what happened I played you know honestly my game recently has been consistently like decent that's good yeah you know like I'm feeling good about my shots some of them aren't good but I just like know like oh that's a bogey but if I didn't duff that shot right there I could have had a par you Mm -hmm. know or stuff like that you know I think I got one birdie on the round you know but there's definitely some blow up holes and this thing about the game for me right now is I really want to, I don't know, I want to improve. I want to start hitting the ball straight. I want to get eliminate the slice because I can play with a slice, but it doesn't feel, it's not the shot I don't want. It's not yeah. the feel-good shot. You know, golf's all about the feeling. And when you hit a shot and you're like, oh, well, it's in the fairway, but it lost about 30 yards to a slice. You know, it's like, that's not what I want. I want to hit that straight as an arrow shot right towards the, you know, green, put it on and put it in for eagle. But easier said than done, of course, yeah. as you've experienced with your little bit of golf journey. Yeah, that's true. You know, living near the golf course and where we live is it's such such a blessing. But I don't know. It also is a bummer that that we don't have like a uh, driving range. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. Because all the practice that you do is on the actual course. You yeah. Know? So when it's like that, it's it's hard to dial in the shot. But I I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I haven't been going a lot recently just because I've been busy and now school. Okay, I have no time now. But it was fun going in, during the summer in the beginning and and I know we went a lot last year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's good. I, going back to the driving range, you know, mm-hmm. topic, and I would say I was bummed about it for a while, but sometimes I'll go and I'll I'll treat the first tee as a driving range a yeah. little bit. Of course, it's a bummer you have to go get your balls, but I I've also gone to up Red Tail. It's about two hours, hour and a half away. It's golf, you know, nice eighteen hole golf course. I've never played it, but I always hit the driving range. I've hit mm-hmm. it like twice, and and man, driving it's fun. You're practicing your shots, it feels good, but it gets you get tired of it, you know? Like, mm. I started realizing, wow, the pros don't just play hole after hole. It's like they sit in that driving range and work on their shot for hours and hours and hours a day. They'll putt for two, three hours. It's like there's a reason why they're scoring so well on their rounds. It's like they've put in the reps to mm-hmm. get where they want to be, and it's like, well, if I could be making the millions they make, maybe I'd put in the reps as well. But just the sheer, like, amount of time they put into something as mundane as just hitting the ball over and over again – is kind of like, wow, they deserve it. And that's why I think having just, you know, nine holes I can play back to back to back keeps it more interesting, keeps it more entertaining. It's like I can work on my shot well playing around and it keeps me invested. Sometimes I, you know, I get just annoyed. I'm like, I want to leave right now. And if I was the driving range, I could do that. But mm-hmm. it's more entertaining to be playing nine holes than just hitting at a driving range. But I would would really love to have a 20-minute driving range session before I hit off the tee. I've been... I just always take a breakfast ball now. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to count my first drive because it's the first time. First time I'm striking the ball. Oh yeah. With any club other than a putter or like a little eight iron chip, you know. So it's like I give myself that, and 
I think it's needed because when you're going fresh from like putting to driving, it's like you're probably going to hit a worse shot. Of course, sometimes it works out great and I walk away like I did that on purpose, but most of the time I need the second one to help me get out of the trees. Yeah, it is a really good way to look at it like that because it's easy to just kind of complain and be like, well, I wish I had a driving range, but it, it is, there. there's pros and cons to it, I guess. Yeah, you know? but I mean a driving range, any any player would probably tell you yeah you need a driving range that's you can get in the amount of time it takes me to play around let's say an hour and a half you could get in so many practice shots in an hour and a half at a driving range hitting you I mean you hit I don't know 20 times if not more the shots Mm -hmm. and so that amount of time it's like well you know three months of driving range practice compared to and, and intermittent you know playing around compared to three months of playing rounds yes you're you're gonna improve probably a lot more dramatically especially if you have maybe you go to get a few lessons you're gonna improve so quick going through the driving range might be a little bit mundane but you're gonna come out of that a better golfer than the person who just had a bunch of fun and probably developing bad habits you know on the green and and whatnot this like when i when i learned how to play baseball and i used to like hitting coaches okay yeah and like then you really learn how to like swing and the bat path and like the stuff that you really need to do and understand to be like a good, be a good baseball yeah, player. Sure. So like when when I go and play golf or even when I go do like play basketball, like I know that I'm just guessing on the form. So like my confidence is down. But mm. like in baseball, I like know the form whether I do it or not. You know, I may not do it, but I know the correct form and how it should feel, and I can work towards that feel. You know, and then living the place we live and not having the driving range, it's like it is fun. It does all those things. But then it's just like, I want a lot of reps, and I want to be able to leave when I can. And then usually at the driving range, there's a guy or two who really know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And then if not, just watch somebody else. But when you're on the course, the only time you're going to be able to watch somebody else is when you get paired with them. And, I mean, I've gotten paired with a, a few cool people, though. Like, that's also a plus, though, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you, you meet a lot of people playing golf. You do, yeah. I meet... I meet tons of people out there. You, you know, I'll be like, "Hey, can I join you?" Whether mm-hmm. you know it's a slow day. If it's a slow day, usually you want to play with a few other people. I was, I think I was stuck behind. Uh, was it yesterday? A five sum, a four sum, and another four sum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we weren't going anywhere. It was slow, and ended up pairing up with pe- two people behind me. Uh, ended up pairing up with me, and so we had three. And it just makes it. You're not waiting as long. I mean, I'm not gonna be usually when I'm paired behind a bunch of people. I just hit a bunch of practice shots. But if I don't want to feel like doing that, then being paired with other people is nice. And then later, someone else joined us for like a few holes, I think, because it was just slow. And you're just kind of like, yeah, what's you know, meeting new people, learning stories, just hearing, and I think that's you know, that's one of the big things that makes golf the sport it is is because it's such a social game that involves a really high level of mental and physical ability but at the same time even if you don't take it to the extreme you can have a wonderful time conversing on the golf course Mm -hmm. playing with some people yeah no that's well said i mean sports in general i wanted to talk to you about because like i don't know like i'm a competitive person but only to an extent Hmm. right so like when i play baseball and I'm having fun, being competitive with the team. Then that drives me to want me and my team to win. Um, so that's kind of competitive in that sense. But then also I can see how I'm kind of against sometimes ultra competitiveness because I think a lot of sports, especially in high school, and uh, in, in, they should be for fun first. Yeah. yeah, that's what I feel like at least. Fun first. Yeah, I I wonder. I mean. You met Serena, right? Yes, I did meet Serena. Serena. He wouldn't agree with that statement. He, he oh would, no, no. He he's he was hardcore for for winning for for you know like whatever it takes probably is what he would say. And, yeah. And I definitely don't agree with that approach because if you're not you know I would say, you know of course there's a lot of philosophies for life but really it's all about being kind, being generous, and just being having an enjoyable experience. So if you're playing a sport, destroying your body, not having fun. It's like, what are you doing it for? If you have a really high chance of getting some D1 scholarship, going pro, making millions, helping your family out, and then after that, retiring, and you can be happy, and maybe you can even find a little joy in that process, or even the joy of knowing that in the future, you could possibly be giving something back to your family. Like, hey, there you go. But but to just be super ultra-competitive, not being enjoyable to be around because of that, super just gung-ho, and 
and not enjoying yourself in that moment really it's like well what are you doing that for unless you're gonna be getting those the money from it or or some other thing from it i don't think there's a reason so i agree you know super ultra competitiveness is is not the way to go but at the same time i'm a very competitive person Mm -hmm. uh, by nature you know whatever the case is i uh, i compare myself to other people all the time with with activities and like wanting to be better because it's like i've always thought well if you're not going to be the best then then you got to have that mentality like i want to be you know you can't just be complacent i don't think that's where i draw the line about not being competitive complacent complacency just sitting there being like oh it's fine if that team beats me it's like no you can't i think we were talking about this a little bit you can't be like or no it was uh, i was watching a video and it was kobe you know talking about you know just one of the best basketball players probably of all time you know he's up there and he's talking about you know losing a game and these people his teammates going out and drinking Mm -hmm. and it's like what are you celebrating for what is this thing that you're like oh this is so cool like we just lost it's like no he would go and he'd hit the gym practice the shot that he missed in that game for four hours until he got it and that was what made him such a great player his work ethic Mm -hmm. you know you could say the same with david goggins you know that is yeah oh yeah david goggins i mean crazy guy crazy guy but you know you can see where he's coming from with the stuff which is like he doesn't, you know, he says it. He doesn't necessarily want to wake up at four in the morning and go for a 20-mile run. I mean, who would? But he knows it's good for him, and he does it, and that's what makes him who he is because he's willing to put in the effort mm-hmm. and, and become, you know, what other people are like. Oh, you know, they talk a bunch of hate towards him sometimes, and it's because they know they're not willing to do what he's willing to do to get where he is, to be who he is. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, I don't. I feel bad for anybody who hates online or who tries to especially just like take down others whether it's david goggins or somebody else it's just yeah. like they're just they're not willing to go through that and, and and they're just being judgmental and trying to laugh for whatever reason but i mean yeah do you know. you, would you say there's any any truth in the statement of like people who would you know some people do post stuff that deserves a little bit of like hey why'd you post that you know that's not a cool thing you keep that to yourself yeah don't post it online but you know people who are just you know david goggins type of thing it's like you're choosing to watch the video let's say and it's like i would i don't know it's hard to really articulate but to to be who he is tough guy tell doesn't take shit from anyone like he's gonna he's gonna say it as it is if you're hating on that kind of mentality when you're the one watching the video it's probably because it puts you in a tight spot of oh wait a minute he's right i'm who i am right now i'm sad because I'm not maybe not willing to put in the effort to get to where I want to be, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of stuck in a little rut. And watching this thing, watching him kind of slap me in the face, say, "Hey, man, if you want to change, you know, get out there and do it." And and you realize you're not going to do that, and so it makes you kind of hate yourself a little bit. And instead of re- really contemplating internally, like sitting for a little bit, maybe meditating and be like, "Oh, that's why it hit me. That's why you know it slapped me around a little bit. Maybe I do need to get out there." Maybe if I'm talking about getting the scholarship, I really need to put in the work for it. I can't just be all talk, you know. Yeah. And so instead of doing that, they just project their negative emotions onto this video because it made them feel a certain way. Instead of really using the video to wake up or to change, you know, because I know I've watched his videos. I've heard him talk about stuff. And it throws me for a loop because I've been complacent a lot in my life and in my activities and not putting in the work when, you know, I haven't had something I've really, really wanted. But I know that if I didn't play as many video games and I spent more time playing soccer, maybe I could have, you know, played soccer in college and that could have been awesome or something like that, you know. But, yeah, complacency, it's not uh, something I recommend. Yeah, it's it's good advice. And out of all the people who I know, Nikai, you were totally one of the ones who were just like, not complacent, I'd say, the farthest thing away from it. Like, you know damn well when when you need to do something, okay, you might play video games here and there, like you say, but, you know, that's fine. You know, I mean, well, you can determine if it's fine, but you're on the stuff. You go get the scholarships. I remember last year we were at poker, and, like, we were all playing poker, and you're sitting there like, yo, hold on, boys, and you pulled out your phone, and you started doing homework on the poker table, but that's what I respect because you want to do it, and it's not the fact that, like, you did it because, like, oh, my parents said so. It's like, no, your parents could be there or they couldn't be there, and you'd still do it, right? They they didn't care very much about, as long as, if I was getting Ds and Fs, because they know that to get Ds and Fs, you actually have to not be, be actually trying. trying at all. You, you could, if you pay any attention to a class, you can go to the class, pay attention, 
and you should be able to get at least you know like a c or you know like you, you should be able especially if a lot of the grades based on homework it's like you're not trying in my opinion if you're getting f's in a class oh yeah i think as long as you put in a slight bit of effort you should be able to you know and i don't think schools for everyone i don't think the grading system is necessarily a good system but i think everyone has a chance if they put in just a little bit of effort to get grades and so if my i was getting d's and f my parents probably would have been like hey are you okay and they would have talked to me but yeah they you know my mom back in middle school i was talking to my advisor you know the student you know student-led conferences oh yeah and she tried to make one of my goals to get a b in a class because you know she's like once you get a b then you can stop worrying about getting all a's because you've gotten a b um i didn't do that in high school i went you know straight a's which doesn't make me any different than someone who got b's and c's and d's it just means that i was for some reason very caught up in the grade system i wanted the grade system but i think anyone you know who wants the grade system can get good grades and the reason why people don't get good grades is because they simply don't value that system they don't value there's nothing it. wrong with that there's nothing I mean, wrong, there's with, nothing that, wrong no. with that no and that's why i think the school can kind of mess with people's mentality that teaches them oh man look at this you know f well look at this you know d look at the c and they're bummed about it and it's like you know maybe you studied for that maybe you tried hard to get it but internally you really didn't want it and that's because you don't it's you're like you know i've had friends they're just like they want to go surfing you know and it's like they're not going to do well in school when they have something, some other passion that's calling them. It's like naturally, you know, it's like try try doing something when you're, half your brain is thinking about doing wanting to do something else. It's like you've probably had that experience. It's like it's difficult. Like, yes. It's hard to multitask when you really, you know, like you don't, you're like why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And you're not going to be able to put in the time. I was able to put in the time because I was like, oh, I want to get this grade. But people who are kind of like iffy, they don't really care. It's like so what they're going to get you know b's you know c's d's whatever it's because they want to be skateboarding on the street you know it's because they want to be you know doing something else that they value and when you're doing something you value usually you can do it a lot easier than if you do something you don't value and and yeah i don't know it's 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 kind of a long uh topic to talk about but i think you know i just hope anyone in school realizes that if they're not doing well in school it doesn't mean that they're some failure you know it's like no there's so many different things out there just drop high school dropouts making millions you know it's like it's not the only way and it's a very structured system that that is outdated and and too old to really still be used but we just haven't changed it yet mm -hmm. some of the smartest people who i know are the, the people who i like if my car got broken down to and i need to be like yo boy come, come fix this like clark crosstag for example Oh, like yeah. that motherfucker is so smart about he's cars so smart it's and stuff insane like that. yeah and like when you talk about like like the trades or like i was welding with him one time insane welder oh insane uh, and and the like woodworking etc like he just is familiar with all of it and he'll always have a job like that oh yeah and he'll always be good at the job and he'll show up on time but if you tell him you'll take this chemistry class he ain't taking that chemistry no. class. And I mean, yeah, that's such a good example of what I'm trying to illustrate with this point of if you know Clark Crosstag, you're going to see him as a goofball, a silly guy, mm. you know, sometimes a little bit insane, almost willing to do anything like yes. and and, you know, those things, you know, good, bad, whatever the case. But, you know, for sure, if you looked at his report card, I haven't seen it. I don't know. It's probably not going to be shining A pluses all the way through. But you know, like you're saying, if your car broke down, who's one of the – who are you going to call? Clark fucking Crosstag. Yeah, you're going to call Clark. And, I mean, that's just – it shows, wait a minute, that report card does nothing to show his true value in, in regards to these other skills that he spent time and actually wanted to improve upon. He wanted to probably – he loves cars. He loves, you know, dune buggies. You know, like – and he likes them. He believe you know, he believes in like working on them, and because of that, he's freaking good at it. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. compared to this letter, it's like what does this little letter on a piece of paper do for me? It's like yeah, I don't, I don't need that. It's like any skill that he wants to learn, he's got YouTube. He's got you know skill. He's got all these different avenues to learn. He doesn't have to go through school to get where he wants to be, and he's probably making more money than the teachers at this point. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's always working, always hustling, and he has so many freaking good stories. If you ever want someone on the podcast, 
that's the man I would nominate. I mean, if you could get him here talking, oh, man, I've heard stories after stories in classes where I'm trying to do my work, but I can't do my work because my one of my ears is literally tilting that way to hear what he's talking about. And I'll go, it'll be the next day, and I'll be asking, like, hey, man, you didn't finish that story, right? You're going to finish it in this class because it's so entertaining. He has so many – because he's, he's wild. He's crazy. He'll – Someone could probably walk up to him on the side of the road and say, hey, dude, I'll pay you a thousand bucks. I need your help right now. He probably would be like, okay. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. You know, most sane people, I probably would be like, start asking questions. No, he would say, okay. And he wouldn't where even know what going? it was. No, yeah. he wouldn't even know. Because for one, I, honestly, you know, I, I don't know about that. I, maybe, he, maybe he would care. But I feel like he's really good also like judging a sus situation mm-hmm. to where like if he really didn't feel like he should go like he'd probably find a way out of it but at the same time like he can he can sniff money he, he knows where the, he's like oh yeah wait a minute a thousand bucks this guy this guy seems okay and he, he's gonna make a thousand bucks right there whereas most people are gonna pass up that opportunity because they're scared yeah. or they don't know what yeah it they, is, yeah or... and he can take care of himself pretty well i mean you yeah i won't spoil any of the stories i've heard from him but if you can get him on this podcast you yeah it's some good stories i'll i'll, I'll tell one about him that i that i remember we were at a football game, and he's Clark Clarostag is is playing with the the Buckmaster, the principal of the school, right? He's playing cornhole with her. Okay, and he says, "Buckmaster," she goes, "What? If I beat you in cornhole, I get that trailer. I hence you. This is like a sixteen foot trailer. Like this is thousands of dollars." And she's like, "You know, we were gonna bring it to the dump anyways, whatever. And it's good quality. I don't know why they were gonna bring it to the dump, but they were." Mm-hmm. He ends up just destroying her in cornhole and wins this like five thousand dollar trailer, and he hauls it off. I see him haul it off. I'm like, oh, dude, that guy just made five grand. I mean, he probably flipped it and and probably made what less than that to sell it. But, bro, like, dude, Clark is such a great guy. He's such a great guy, and and I mean, he will be a little crazy at times, no yes. doubt about that. He is crazy, but it's crazy in a good way where he knows his limits. He doesn't do anything. I I don't I don't actually know about this one, but I think he he knows like the limit of what to do to other people, you know. But he doesn't really have a limit on what he'll do to himself, as long as it's not something like he does have a limit. But like he's he's a lot more crazy with himself than other people, and in that way, you know that he's he's he kind of he's he's not like insane. He's just a little crazy, you know. He has control over his actions. Yeah, yeah, it. Regarding college in general, I guess we'll drop the Clark thing, but that guy is so fun to talk about. But in college in general, are you, you're excited for it, right? You're looking forward to. It. I know a little nervous, but in in general, you're excited. Um, I'm not so much excited for the for the college, like so the much school part for the mean? school part. No, okay. I don't. I don't actually enjoy school very much at all. <laughs> what What I am uh... looking forward to is 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 rock climbing. They've got gyms. I love rock climbing i just can't do it because the nearest gym's an hour and a half away yeah and so they have a gym up there that i've been to when i visited i'm so excited to start rock climbing it gets you in great shape and it's like a game and i love both things being in shape and games and so i'm super stoked about that mount baker i think has the record for the most powder in some frame of time you know absolute crazy powder mountain uh, I'm not very good at snowboarding, but because I haven't gone enough, and so you'll I'm, get good quick. Yeah, I mean, is yeah, if it's if it's good days and I'm not too bogged down with schoolwork, like I'm gonna go up there. I know there's a bus that actually comes through campus. You can take the bus up there and take the bus back same day. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's what I want to do. You know, there's amazing hiking spots around Bellingham. You know, there's probably great water opportunities, and it's a really, a really, 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 really amazing uh, mountain biking community, mm. which is something I've never done. But I know my roommate's actually like a mountain biker, and so maybe he'll help me out and get me into it and teach me a few things. And I think that would also be fun. Just all these new physical avenues of activity. It's just I'm stoked for school wise. I just hope I don't get too stressed out. Yeah, a lot of people, smart people who I know, going into going to college, sometimes they have a really, really hard time. Like people who are just, you know, just like you are super smart, super dedicated, but they find themselves, they take that business calculus class that you're talking about. Mm. Because, you know, with our school, the high school we went to, you can get so many college credits for basically doing high school work. Oh, like, yeah. You shouldn't be getting the college credits no, you're getting. You, you should not be. No, no. It's really uh, – I mean, I wouldn't say the TBCC classes – should be giving you college credit either they're not 
they're not they're harder but they're not they're not i think maybe actually maybe i'm over over hyping the challenge that college will offer and i'll be you like might get oh this like, isn't that yeah. much different than tbcc but i do feel like um tbcc especially online classes you know they're more difficult than the high school but they're also not as difficult and that's only the classes i've taken i've i've heard of some crazy classes where memorization was key and i oh hate memorizing God. stuff medical heard, terminology oh that's stuff. the class yeah i know tyler Motzinger, i think took that class and and oh dude you saw him i saw studying everything and it'd be like a new term like new 20 terms every single day it's like oh my like that's just that's terrible that's terrible see that's the thing the memorization of stuff that i don't care about oh th- that just is the killer because you sit down and you're trying to remember whatever it is it's like i don't know what a, a like the sub bone of a like a femur is it's like i don't care about that you know but mm, you know sometimes you just got to grind it out but yeah and the thing about that is to someone who's going to go into the medical field it's important. they better care about the sub bone of a femur yes, you know it's yes, like yes. they need to know that stuff but when you're just taking the class for the credit it's not going to work out and and one of the things that i think gets me when i think of college it's like wait a minute i'm going to this place I'm choosing to go to this place. I'm paying obscene amounts of money to go to this place. College is way too expensive. I, I really do want to know the calculations of like maybe that's exactly what they need to charge to make a profit or if they're overcharging people. I feel like they got to be overcharging. I don't think faculty and staff and facilities are just that much, but who knows? Who knows? Anyways, you know, it, it's this, yeah, college is just absolutely insane cost. I always get stuck on that part just – I don't know. It's I don't know how they can get away charging that much money for the experience that they're on with. But before that, we were talking about just the medical terminology and oh, yeah. that thing. And it's like going to college, you're paying for this education. The stuff you're learning in your you know third, fourth year, stuff like that, is actually stuff that should be going towards your career. So you better m- remember it. You better memorize it. You know, it's not just stuff that goes in one ear out the other, which is sadly how i treated a lot of my high school experience which is oh just remember the stuff get the grade forget it afterwards it's come back to bite me you know i wish i didn't do that i realized it about my senior year i was like wait a minute this is free education why am i wasting away all this information i could have a lot more under my belt if i had almost like even just a shift in mentality of you might want this later try to remember it but at this point it's like i i spent so much of my time for like forgetting stuff not purposefully, but just not really thinking about keeping it in my brain that it's come back to bite me. But it's like, well, at college, I better start remembering the stuff that I'm paying to, to receive. Otherwise, what am I doing there? You know, mm-hmm. of course, the uh, the scene and the experience and all the other stuff that comes along with it is also valuable. It's not just the education. And I think the experience, as people would say, is sometimes almost worth the uh, money. As long as you're not going into crippling debt, that's where I would draw the line. Yeah. In, in regarding that, like rem- remembering stuff thing, I think the older generations really, really did it well. Like when I ask my dad, who's sixty eight now, about basically a lot of history, I'm like, "Yo, Dad, what, when did the blank of independence or Declaration of Independence? That's obvious, but you know, kind of obscure things. I'm surprised at the amount of stuff that he can just pull out because back then you had to remember a lot. There was no computer." Um, you kind of had to do it the old-fashioned way, which seems pretty difficult. Yeah, I mean, I don't know when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Do you? In 1776, I believe. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. My memory is 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 nothing. But I also, to... but I also am in government right now. Oh, okay, that helps so, out. So that helps just out. That's cheating, it. actually. Okay. That's cheating. Um, but still, you know, <laughs> there are people out there who can just remember that date just like that. You know, it's so yeah. easy for them to remember this date. That's not me. My brain doesn't work like that. I don't know if I just didn't train it to work like that or if, in general, my brain just doesn't work like that. I don't know. But, yeah, my dad's the same way. I Maybe it's because it wasn't so easy to look up the information. I think that's maybe why it's easier for them to remember. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like, oh, I can ask Google any time. For them, it was like, wait, they had to get a book, read a thing, or they had to ask their dad, and their dad was only home at a certain point. For You know, it's like... It was a lot more difficult to acquire the information, and so they probably placed more importance on remembering it. Yes. But there is still an insane level of – I started – for a long time, I was like, you know, I, I definitely want to be a parent someday. And I started thinking, I was like, wow, my dad's kind of insane with the stuff I can ask him. And if he can't come up with, like, a concrete, like, oh, I know this, 
like he at least gives like a reasonable explanation for why it might be and i started to realize like he i don't think i've ever asked a question that he couldn't give me like some information about like i'm like oh wait why you know how does the sun orbit or how do we orbit the sun or how does the moon orbit us like what's it and like he'll like try to remember because he's heard it at some point and he like does a great job of like explaining it. and i'm like wow it's like I've looked up this information multiple times and heard him say it multiple times. I still can't remember it that well. Like, I'd have to sit down and, like, really think about it before I recalled it. But he just, yeah, it's the parents and the older generation. It does, I mean, a lot of them can just remember stuff that I'm like, wow, hopefully when I'm that age as well, I'll have that kind of memory. But I half worry that because of our technologically advanced society, we're actually degrading in our ability to remember information that we want to remember because it's right there at the tip of our fingers like oh i looked it up i can look it up anytime i want and that kind of thing it's like telling your kid hey uh just go look it up it's like that's not gonna build a very strong connection you know they're gonna they're gonna start calling google their dad you know it's like (laughs) not you it's gonna be like oh hey you know it's like yeah you don't want that but at the same time if you don't know what are you gonna do eventually they're just gonna start asking google instead of you first you know Mm -hmm. i think i started doing that a little bit you know just like oh he probably doesn't know this i'm gonna look it up or my mom oh you know i'll just look it up but i silly i mean my dad always answers so i'll do it but someday if i start saying uh i don't know that why don't we look it up eventually they're just gonna stop asking me and just start looking it up every single time and i'm like "Ah, i don't want that to happen so i try to remember stuff more now a little incentive right there yeah i think general knowledge is important like you said it's a good point to put in about the parent thing because it's like as if i have a child or two or three whatever I want them to come to me first, and even if they don't, if they're doing a school assignment and they have to talk about the Declaration of Independence or something, yeah, I'm not gonna be like, "Uh, what's the Declaration of my own country?" It's like, come on, like, like, like you know, maybe I don't know it, but like now, but hopefully, I take government and I learn about it. You know, yeah, yeah, you're gonna start remembering, right? You're gonna get it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in government's interesting, and, and school's interesting, and I love learning whatever it is related to school for a grade or not. Like, I'm just a person who. Like the golf thing, I want to learn about my swing so I can feel it and do good. I like baseball. I want to learn the mechanics of my throw so I can learn. In cross country, I want to learn the rate of my turnover so I can, you know, learn. Um, what is well. what is the rate of your turnover? What does that mean? It's like the steps per. So your turnover is like your foot going over and like turning over and then going to the next step. So like each step? It's like your cadence. Okay, so like the speed at which you take each step. In yeah, a it's way. like the amount of steps you can take in, let's say like 50 meters. And you'd measure it, and like you want a small cadence, like you you want um well actually you want like a high reps. So like you want to like be taking really really short steps, but really really quickly. Dude, I'm perfect for that. Yeah. I'm, I was built for this this thing. Of course, it doesn't help me be a very good cross country runner. But but wait, what about people? You know the the, the world record holders for the you know a my like a marathon and under. They have they have long legs. But they have long legs, but they're not shoving it forward. They're landing and they're turning really, really, really fast, and they're just kicking. So, so their cadence like, is really high. Like they're not just going like. You mean like they're not like taking super long strides? They're taking short strides and they're with lots pushing of power? really, yeah, really, really fast, and they're turning over really, really, really quick. And is that just like you use your muscles more? Like you have more speed because you're you're using your muscles more each step. Like you're taking more steps, so. Over time, you're just using more of your muscle, or yeah, yeah. You don't want to overstride or anything because when you overstride, it's really just like putting on a brake. So you want to like land a little bit like under you. It could be like a few inches in front, but you're really like kind of like leaning forward and you're kicking, and, but you're also pulling at the same time. And it also depends on the uh, the distance that you run. Mm-hmm. So like the way sprinters run compared to someone who just cross is completely different when you look at like a slope breakdown of like how they run. And especially how they start, you know, because the sprinter's down and he fall or she falls forward really, really hard. Running is something that that's that's really cool. But I just have basic knowledge about. Like I know you want to be like light and you want to be striking quickly, and it's a mental thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when I did cross country. I did it two years, uh, sixth grade year in middle school and a freshman year of high school, um, and it's so mental. You know, there is a physical aspect of where you physically can't go anymore. I don't think I ever hit that point mm-hmm. because it was my mental ability saying, stop, slow down, you're out of breath. And it's like, if you took away that, like, 
and I, I ran f- like full on physical, like till I collapsed, I have a feeling that I would have, you know, my time would have been great. Of course, I don't think I was in the shape to really like put up a crazy time, but I knew the mental aspect really, really did take a lot out of my performance. And I think that's the hardest thing for anyone starting because you're, it's a droning, you know, 3.1 miles of running. Um, and if, if you're just like running and running and your body, it's like you, you have so much time to listen to yourself that it, it gets scary because you're like, oh my God, this hurts. It's like, man, if it was a, like a hundred meters, like you can push yourself even though you might slow down towards the end, but like usually you're able to push yourself because you're like, it's right there. Yeah. But visible. You, you run a mile it. in a, in a five, you know, five K and you're running, you know, hard. Like you're running really hard and it starts to hurt after a mile. You're like, I've got 2.1 miles more. I need to run at this pace or faster. My coach is about to see me. I can't start walking now. Yeah. And it's like, Wow the devil's getting your head at that point it's, mm-hmm. they're telling you to start to slow down they're telling you oh it's okay it's like why are you doing this you know <laughs> you're not getting any scholarships out of running it's like why are you pushing yourself why are you making your body hurt you don't need to be doing this like stop 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 you know they mm-hmm. just they keep on talking and it's like wow that's where you gotta just be like you know get out of there like I, i'm doing this like i don't i don't need you just talk anymore like i'm gonna do this regardless of what you say and then you push through, and I think there's walls after walls of running that you get through. You know, like you get the first wall of, you know, just being able to push yourself a little harder. And over time, you break down these walls until you're just naturally your body's given up trying to, your mental mind is given up trying to get you to stop. And it just doesn't speak as, you know, it'll get in there every once in a while, but it doesn't yell at you the same way it did in the beginning because it knows you're not going to stop. Yeah. No, you say that like you've ran a lot before. Like you have that understanding where it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like till this year probably because I started running cross in freshman year, so three four years ago, and oh my gosh, the 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 way I ran in the beginning of my cross country experience was like you'd run hard and you'd break and you'd run hard and you'd break, but like as you do it another year and another year and another year, you can learn to go really, really fast. Like I did six miles today or like six six and a half seven miles. I did an hour run. Beast. Okay. <laughs> Beast only to a point though, because I went to ultimate camp, running camp. Yeah, yeah. Dude, some of those kids are running like 13, 14 miles a day. And they're just, and they just like look insane. Their times are insane and they can just do it. So, like six miles, seven miles is, is fine. But for a real long run, you should be getting at like 10, 11. But regardless of the point, um, running is something that is so damn mental, like you said. And that's why I really, really love it. But just today, I, I uh, there's something wrong with my knee, which really, really sucks. Mm. Like I was playing pickleball this weekend. Oh, pickleball is fun. Pickleball is fun. I love pickleball so much. And uh, I I was playing pickleball, and I and I moved too fast. <laughs> I moved too fast. And I went like that, and like my knee, like I felt like the, I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe like a, see, if I took medical terminology, I might know. Yeah, you would have known that was, <laughs> I wish I could pull it out of my noggin right now. I'd be like, yeah, that was a blank blank, but I can't do that. I didn't take medical terminology. The thing like underneath my kneecap, like went to the left side and I felt it. And I was like, oh my God, it hurt so bad. I really had to push it and I pushed it and like moved back in. I was like, oh my God, what just happened? And my knee has been messed up for a long time, but I'm. Um, yeah, you need to get uh, one of those. Braces uh, thing. Yeah, but they're not a brace. It's just it just supports the knee. It's like uh, you see it. Um, oh, maybe it could just be a brace, but it has. I think it has a hole where mm-hmm. your knee is. You've seen those, right? I've seen those. And yes. they just you you see them a lot on older people. So you might look, <laughs> but, but but hey, if it helps you stay in good shape and supports you, I mean that's where you you want longevity. You know, I yeah. didn't do football partially because I I didn't want to die. Uh, I didn't do football partially because I'm pretty small and I, I was scared, but I'm pretty quick. I probably dodge some people. I partially did it because I didn't want seven concussions, you know, and it's like you survive those concussions. Great. But it's like, what effect does it have later on? And so, you know, you got to find the line of like, wait, am I actually going to be wobbling, you know, hobbling around with a cane at, at 37? You don't want to be, you know, hobbling around at 37. So you got to make sure you take care of your knees now. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, cause I'm I'm going to a specialist on Thursday, cause it hurts, and it's just like I know what they're gonna tell me. Probably, they're gonna tell me probably not to run. Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna stop? That's the thing. It's about longevity. 
you know? And after going to Ultimuk and and seeing all these really elite runners, like there was two weeks of Ultimuk, there's two sessions rather. First session, the fastest freshman in the USA was there. No, really? Yeah, he ran a 14-minute 5K, 14 flat. And that's the fastest freshman, though. That's the fastest freshman. But, dude, it's insane. A 14-minute 5K is nuts. Okay, so let's do the math on that. What is that? Okay, 3.1 miles. So let's say 3, and we'll just subtract, like, whatever. So that's 5-minute mile repeated, right? And then that's... and That's uh, a 440, and pretty much. It's that, That's only 15. So it's it's less than that. It's... um. Yeah, so it's probably a 430. Yeah. Like so. 435 or something. That's insane, huh? Yeah, that's that's. But then, I don't know the actual. But you know what? The, you know what the people run for for a marathon? Was it twenty six point two? Yeah, twenty six point two miles. Let's say twenty six. They run it in in two hours, and so, I mean, that's the best of the best. But yeah, I mean, two hours is like the best of the best. I think a sub two hours uh, was a goal that was reached a little like somewhat recently, maybe pre COVID, but like mm-hmm. pretty like maybe I don't know, but. Um, yeah, how I mean, how long is that? See, twenty six. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're running in the forest for twenty seven, like twenty twenty six miles straight. I mean, it it might be it might be five or something, but still, for twenty six miles, the freshman insane. You know his pace. No, like that's I ran. You know, a six minute mile is my best ever. I haven't tried in a long. I was like like freshman year, but still, like I haven't tried to run a mile. But like four. 35 whatever you know it is three times oh my three, god oh my it's, it, it's like how can you look at that you're like that's a freshman and you're a <laughs> it's like how can you compete with that but it's mm-hmm. like the natural no doubt a lot of effort gone has gone into getting that time no doubt physical capability with was he tall skinny like what is he what it was his physique I, i'm not sure i didn't see him it was the week before me so it was oh, a session before me really yeah. okay you missed the star i missed the damn star yes i did I, man you could have got a photo with that guy and when he makes an olympic team you'd be like selling it for money mm-hmm, i could get him a sign or keep it you know right, wait would you keep it or sell it for money let's say it's worth like right now i would keep it you'd keep it mm-hmm. no but i mean like years down the line i don't know you had that's years the, down the line he's in the, he's in the olympics for example yeah like, okay someone's olympics. willing to pay you 20 20k for a signed photo and autograph of Okay, 10K, 10K. 10K. Would you would you keep it or would you sell it? Would you be like, dude, yeah. I, I mean, you're in the photo. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of strange this person's willing to pay 10K for a photo of you with someone else yeah. with this guy. But still, would you do it for 10K? Would you get rid of this photo or would you keep it? I, I think I'd keep the photo keep it? Okay. because it's the memory. You what know? if your annual salary was 30, like 300? Uh, okay. like, yeah, 30K, 30K. 30K for every year. Every year you make 30K. So you're, you're not doing so, so hot. Am I down bad? I'm like eating ramen noodles and stuff? No, you're not down that bad. But like you're, you could make a third of your annual salary in that one cell. Do I have my own apartment or am I living in my car? You're renting. You're renting, renting. A, a studio with uh one of your friends and so you're you're renting like you're living with someone else and like it's, it's a good friend but like you're, yeah, you're yeah. living you're living with someone else in in i don't know uh you know your size let's say like uh two-thirds the size of this house so it's, you've got a size but you're mm-hmm. you're paying probably about i don't know a thousand five hundred you Ooh. know two thousand i don't know what rent i mean you're splitting it with someone but mm-hmm. rent's crazy expensive i don't know where you're where, where are you living actually i, I can I, ask I, you that i'm one. living in in seattle you li- live in, in seattle. seattle dude that's expensive stuff right oh my there. god yeah, yeah. I don't know how so, I'm okay buy. you're for some reason you're living in a very expensive place with your minimal salary of of thirty thousand dollars i'm scrounging i'm, I'm eating and, ramen yeah and you're eating ramen all of a sudden this guy says know. hey man 10k i'll buy that right off you 10k right there I'd buy it. Okay, I'd sell it. You'd sell it. Okay, I'd sell you would it. sell it. I'd sell it and I'd invest it in something to make me money. Yeah. So that's the thing. Because the thing is, do I really care about this guy? No. If he was like my homie from school or like, well, if he was my homie from school, I'd get like a bunch of photos and just <laughs> sign those and get him to sign those. I'd be like, yeah, man, this is a one of a kind thing. Sell it to someone for 10K. And then mm-hmm. the next guy that comes over, yeah, man, I have this one. I'm willing to get rid of it. One of a kind, man. Mm-hmm. I don't get these. Very- <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you get bad karma from doing that. But still, money's you know, money, money. <laughs> There's a lot. If, if you're down that bad, though, you know, like if I was making a good living for myself and I didn't need it, I would hang it on the wall. I would put it in my bedroom. Yeah. I would have done whatever. I've been like, that's the Olympian. I met him. I hung out with him for a week. But then I also have that memory in my head, and I also know that he may know me, 
And if I'm down that bad, I might have to. But if I'm making 50, 60 grand a year and I'm chilling, it's for the memories. Yeah. It's for the memories. As long as I'm stable. If I was unstable, then I would sell it. But, you know. Yeah. And, and thinking about it, it's like 30K. You're not down too bad. 30k yeah that's that's a that's a decent i mean what's a teacher's salary like 42k i think it's depends it depends on how much but i thought it was like 45 50 something like that 45 50 i don't know or is it less than that i don't i I don't know i don't know know. should should i look it up if you want to sure i I, i'm gonna guess it's it's closer to 50 and i know that some teachers if they're working a long time they can get up to 60 and 65 stuff like that yeah but I don't know. Let's see. I was looking up golf swings last thing. (laughs) Trying to get my slice out of there, man. Dude, I've been slicing it left and right. Okay, let's see. How much do teachers make annually? Asking the girls theory. Yeah, we do that. Boom. She's an attractive female. (laughs) Jeez, man. Strange interest right there. Sorry. Uh, Annual mean wage in Oregon elementary school teachers. They're making making a solid buck right there. How much? Okay, well, that was said 63,000. 63,000. Yeah, which seems crazy. I feel like none of the... I don't know, teachers are always complaining about how much they get paid, and so 63 is honestly... That's not that bad. No, no, they get summers off. Mm Mm-hmm. And like I said, if you work longer, you get paid more. But I feel like this got to be incorrect. I don't know if I should trust this source. What is it? Oregon Teachings teachingdegree.com.com we lowered we learn in school.coms can't be trusted okay let's 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 find a better if it was an edu it'd be a difference it'd be an entire yeah, different yeah, thing yeah. estimated annual salary of teachers in public elementary okay i give up i hate reading These... i know professors make a lot more professors do make a pretty buck but i mean 60k if that's honest i don't feel like it's 60k yeah i, I was reading i think it was uh jordan peterson is you know jordan peterson yeah I, I, I know jordan peterson i think is. he was saying I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was like a, a YouTube short or something. It was saying like 60K. Someone else has told me 70K. Any more above that and your like happiness per money, like y- your happiness doesn't get increased that much with the extra, you know, compared to someone with $2 million having $70,000 annual salary, like it does, you're, all of a sudden you don't like increase a bunch in happiness. It's not like you're living a way better life. Like 70K a year is enough. For mm-hmm. I don't know if it's for a family or for a single person, but you know I think below that there is financial struggles and more stress involved. And so once you get to the point of you don't have to financially be stressed because you work a job that pays you enough, that's I think when you get to the point of of like you're happy. But yeah, thirty k you're gonna have to be yeah you can't do everything you want. You can't go snowboarding. You can't go and vacation after vacation like it's, you're gonna be stuck in a little bit of a rut especially if it's like a you know if you're working a lot to get that amount of money you know but the thing is it, it also i mean the hypothetical if you really look at it it's like 30k i could learn how to read a tape measure and do some basic construction and i can make more than 30k in a year yeah yeah, yeah. i mean if they hire you off your tape measuring skills alone. Yeah. You must be a pretty good tape, me- <laughs> tape it, measure. It might take but, me yeah. a bit, but like construction and stuff like that with, with the shop classes I'm taking right now and what Gernert says, the shop teacher, it's like, dude, if you just know how to work some stuff, you know how to use the saw, you have a heads up, you pay attention, you show up on time, bro, the trades are looking for people to work. Oh, I mean, y- you think about it like you've got a bunch of rich people who want houses built. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to build the house. So what are they going to do? That they get other people. They've got loads of money. You've got like a, too many houses that need that they want built. Like you need more people in the trades, of yeah, course. And yeah. yeah. And I think if you have a, like like he was saying, Gerner, he's a wise man. If you have a head on your shoulders, you can find a place in the trades. Whether that's going to school for two years and getting like a thing, but even you could probably just meet someone and say, hey. I want to work for you, and you go in and you present yourself. You're a good person. You're a hard worker. You say, "I'm willing to work. Give me a chance, please." It's likely you can learn on the job, and you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna actually start making a a good amount of money doing that. You'll be you'll be your body might not feel that great because you're slanging around plywood and you're oh yeah you have the mask down well then you're sweating. But like that's stuff that some people love. Oh yeah, and I think you can learn to love it, especially if you get pretty damn good at it. Oh, yeah. Like, you're telling me if you were, like, an, a welder and, like, you could make some cool sculpture or, like, 
makes them both think that works. It's like, that's got to be a good feeling, you know? It's got to oh, be yeah. a real good yeah. feeling. I mean, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, man. Maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe, oh, yeah. maybe I, I become a welder or something. No, definitely not. But could be if I needed to. Yeah, I got to stop saying, oh, yeah. But, you know. No, 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 no. As many <laughs> oh, yeahs as you want. Oh, like, oh, oh yeah. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. No. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's the trades are definitely a path that I I highly recommend. You don't you get your GED, graduate as a junior, go into the trades, you know. Yeah, you don't need to get a full-on diploma. Of course, I think people who I think you need a GED or a diploma. I don't agree with people who drop out of school and don't get either, because to not have to have a GED says, "Hey, school wasn't right for me. I got out of there because I just didn't really enjoy it." But you completed this GED thing. I don't think it's that difficult to get, but like at least you showed you didn't just dip out and disappear. Like you finished this thing to show I completed this education. Mm-hmm. Diploma, high school diploma pretty easy to get to as long as you stick it out four years but it shows hey i stuck it out four years and i completed this thing if you don't have either one of those you can still get jobs gas station's still gonna probably hire you like but you're gonna have a lot more difficult time convincing that person hey you should hire me i've got a head on my shoulders when you don't even have a ged or a high school diploma it's like sure if if you got hit bad and you're honestly a good person and and you just like life just hit you really bad and and you had to quit school to work to support your family like that story alone and the experience that you probably have as someone who did that is going to convince this person but someone who just drops out of high school doesn't get anything looking for a job it tells a story in itself i think of the kind of person you are to not be able to commit to getting a ged or a high school diploma and of course there are reasons but i think it can be you know, it's, I really recommend getting either one. And yeah, like I was saying, GED, get it, go in the trades, make more money than your teachers. Isn't that funny? Dude? <laughs> like, oh yeah. my, like people do that. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say all the time, like, but it's easy for two people like, like me and you who like think and, and want to do good to say like, cause I know if either of us went into the trades, like we're not trade like born or anything, but we could both have a heads up and we could do well, you know? But there's also a lot of people in the trades who may not be like that. But a lot of the guys and girls who I know, like in the shop classes I'm taking, Trask, Zinc, you know, stuff. Yeah. Those fucking cool ass guys like that. Bro, they know so much. Oh, yeah. You, oh, my God. They're they, not going to be acing the math exam, but you, you get them to do this thing that, like I was saying, they're genuinely interested and they're in trustworthy this fucking, thing. Yeah. They're, they're going to do well on it. They're going to do better than you naturally without putting – and maybe you get a – Maybe you study up a little bit and you get a good grade on the thing. They probably didn't study. They were just in tune with what they're doing in the class, and they just remembered the name of, you know, that's a, you know, a, whatever, Phillips, you know, all this. They just remember it because they're enjoying it, because they're interested in in the trades, whereas people who want the grade, they're going to get the grade. But, I mean, yeah, it's like they're going to be good. They're, they're Clark Cross Tag. You know, they just they do this stuff. And when they're doing it and they're interested in it, they're going to be good at it. Yeah. No, it's cool. Uh, I guess we'll do one more topic that I wanted to ask you about, and I guess it'll be good. And, and that was the valedictorian thing. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, do you think it was overrated, underrated, properly rated? Are you more proud of yourself? Did you realize it wasn't? didn't matter that much? What? what, what, what? Mm. Yeah. If you have an opinion or no, if you have yeah, thought about I can it at all. I can speak on that. I would say... The valedictorian is something in a small school like ours. I personally don't think it's worth as much as a bigger school. I think that if you're in a school and your class is 500 students, it's something you can say, wow, I worked hard for this. You probably had to actually really work to mm-hmm. get that that spot up there. You worked hard, you got it, and you're the valedictorian. And you're like, geez, <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. In my situation... I think it was my my family, relatives, I think they were proud of me. It was cool to be the valedictorian. It's great. But it wasn't something that I really aimed for. It just fell into my lap in the way of I just happened to keep on taking dual credit classes. I just happened to care about my grades in a way that made it so I got good grades. Um, And all that kind of stuff, all of a sudden it's, hey, your valedictorian, you know, congratulations. You didn't get to use that in any of your scholarship applications because we didn't tell you beforehand. You didn't get to use it at all, but you get to write a speech and give a speech. 
how do you like that and you're like wow yeah it doesn't do very much for you it's it's no. it's like a some people might take it as an ego trip i don't i didn't really take it as an ego trip i was like okay it's cool you know it's like 37 students in my class you know and everyone is different and and of course it's cool and i'm happy i got it you know it's like oh you know if someone was trying to beat me and they had a better gpa i might have worked you know whatever but i kind of halfway through the year i found out i was probably gonna get it and i was like okay this is cool of course i couldn't put it on the applications which was a bummer i think that would have been nice if you can be the valedictorian just that in itself on an application i think that's that's good but because at our school you don't find out until later it doesn't do much for you in that sense and so i would say it's overrated and i wouldn't stress yourself out about it too much because you can't really use it if it's if it's like and maybe in some situations you could use it but yeah i don't i don't think you can really use it enough to make it worth the stressing out about so if it just happens to become what you like you just work for it and it just it's like oh you didn't stop taking dual credit classes you got good grades congratulations to the valedictorian it's like there you go that's good but don't don't start you know don't go home don't develop you know anxiety bad habits don't start vaping to deal with the stress of trying to get good grades to be the valedictorian especially at a school where it's not as outstanding as you know 500 of course it's accomplishment i'm not going to put down this year's valedictorian next year's you know the salutatorian all these people i'm not putting down anyone i really don't want to do that but it's a smaller school the competition yeah. is naturally less you know you think of you know you're going to be more impressed about someone who won the the national championship or state championship at a 6a school or a 2a school both of them are amazing accomplishments but 6a it's like there's a lot more people the competition the skill level everything is just that much higher and the same thing at a at a school that's 6a when you have 500 kids in a graduating class the amount of competition and the amount of people skilled i mean 500 students that's more than we have in the whole entire high school right now yes in a single class yeah. i mean that's a lot of people to compete with that's a lot of people who can potentially have innate just amazing memory and skills it's like yeah that's going to be a competition right there that's going to be an accomplishment that you can say wow yeah i have a 5.0 graduating <laughs> you know there are kids with yeah. 5.0s graduating and you're like wait a minute i didn't even know i could take dual credit until i was a you know a, a senior you know or not i guess a junior for me but some people probably don't even figure out until they're a senior that you can actually get you know of course our school tries to present it but it's it's not yeah i don't know our school is a good school small school yeah there's a lot of pros and cons yeah for sure but i mean that's that's an interesting take dude and i'm glad you say that because well i know you wouldn't take it as an ego trip or anything but i know that there's some people who who would and whatever they're gonna do that but you know, I I think it's a great accomplishment, dude. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And yeah, I I'm I appreciative that I was awarded with it, and thankful for you know all the teachers who helped me you know be who I could be to get to there and 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 to get awarded that. And I was I was happy that my family was I think happy for me, and and they were mm -hmm. proud of me, and they were like, you know, you're kind of I'm just kind of like, oh, you know, I don't I don't think I take compliments that well, but. I think you know i'm like yeah I'm, I'm happy for it i'm not i'm not oh man i can't believe i was valedictorian that sucks can't believe it I'm not, I'm not that i'm not like that but i'm just you know i don't i don't I'm like yo this is so amazing you know i'm gonna go run down the street screaming i'm not gonna go like hey do you know who i am dude me a connie valedictorian right here like you're not gonna give me a free drink like what are you doing like i'm not gonna do that you know i don't it's not that it's not there you know i'm not the president of the united states i'm not you didn't see me on tv you know mm -hmm. now if my speech got aired on tv and all of a sudden you know i'm i'm famous you know i'm like hey you know free drink but no no but i mean yeah it's it's neocani high school and i'm just i'm happy that i finished high school and get out of there of mm -hmm. course i wouldn't recommend just getting out of there i'd say try to take something with you when you leave mm -hmm. whether it's memories or whatnot well you got anything to say to the, to the fans out there who are watching the fans the, the age gap the age gap followers i do have a question for you though oh, really okay you might have been asked this before what's up with the name of the podcast oh age gap oh you want to know the origin yeah i want to know what how you come up with that name okay so the age gap podcast is called this because me and my dad started it okay originally so like nine months ago that's when we started it or 10 months ago now and um we have such a big age gap between us because he's 68 and i'm um, you know 50 years younger dude you're exposing your dad do you realize that it's he's fine <laughs> he'll, he'll be fine 
Um, and he looks good for 68. You don't even know. He does. Um, so yeah, that's where it got it. It's originality from. Okay. And, and I just wanted to stay true to it, so I never changed it. You never changed it. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I don't plan on changing it. I didn't realize that. And so when I was thinking about the name of this podcast, I was like, where could Cole get the idea of age gap? It's like, <laughs> is everyone, is he going to slowly work up to just, you know, I don't know, asking questions and just getting older and older and older people on here until Ooh. he's got like, like your whole thing is that you're a young person asking questions to older famous individuals and so you've got you know 40 50 you know these people and so it's coming from a young person's point of view that you're asking these people questions you know and i was like you know maybe maybe that's where you're coming from of course right now you don't have the capital to get these people on here you know you're not getting david goggins or or joe rogan on your show but in the future you know maybe you're thinking long term and you're like well this is you know eventually has everyone been on the show hadn't Oh, actually, you had uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see, Spellman's a year older. Um, uh, what Nina, about Nina's uh, my age? Ah, oh, dude, you already ruined it. You could have had the true age gap. Everyone had an, you had an age gap between everyone. Oh uh, yeah. But you know, I think yeah, I think you're doing a good job just to to keep it going and, and maybe future Joe Rogan, David Goggins, you know, get them on the show. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. One day, Nakai, tenth day, Joe Rogan. Baby. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. You can you can be on his show. He'll make a podcast episode, and you'll make one at the same time, and so you can post it, and then he'll link you, like, or, or somehow shout you out, and you'll start blowing up, man. Well, I'll start blowing up, man. Yeah. Well, maybe one day. I, thanks for coming out, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. It was, it was a great time. We talked about a variety of things, and in two days, you go to college, man. In two days, I go to college. Yeah. It's a little insane. doesn't start, but I have to go up there, and, and I'll start feeling, let's start feeling real when I see all the people walking around. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you guys for watching. That was it. Hopefully you stick stuck around. I'll see you guys. If I know you, you're getting on the pod, okay? We keep it lit out Get here. Get on the pod. It's worth it. It's awesome. It's a good experience. He does a great job. Just just fun time. Casual, good experience. Yeah, I can't, I can't hype it up enough. It's worth being on here. Let's go, baby, for the memories. All right, later, guys. Peace out.